than a lover, but my soul's gone home. And take my vessel to Anderson. From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Afternoon, Derek. Uh, we are taping. Uh, it's a new start to a new week. Looking, uh, had a great, great weekend this past weekend, Matt. It was absolutely gorgeous. Perfect weekend. Weather uh, was great uh, and not raining today, Derek. Uh, not raining today because we joked last week about how many times it rained show after show after show and had nice weather on Friday, but uh, now it's a little chilly. Rain came through. It was very cold. Uh, but again, just a, a wonderful weekend. I hope everybody got a taste of that because that will be my word from the weekend coming up. Uh, but really looking forward to that. And uh, other than that, Matt, uh, what else to do for the weekend? Uh, let me give a quick shout out to the Hernando Parks Department that put together the soccer fields are in great shape. Oh, nice. Uh, really nice. Uh, Evelyn played her first two soccer matches uh, for the Parks and Rec Department uh, on Saturday. As nice as the fields are, I don't have to tell you this, uh, the parking situation is, <laughs> I mean, it is an absolute travesty. They're the looking, park- you know, they are looking at it. They're looking to uh, pave that hopefully – Potentially this year. Well, I'm not even. It has nothing to do necessarily with paving. I mean, I guess it would be nicer. Um, but I don't know about you, Derek. But the amount of family that comes and watches kids play a sport now has quadrupled, and they do not drive one car. It is aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins, friends, and they all drive separate cars. The amount of cars out there at the soccer complex is. I mean, I, I, there were people close to me. I know for a fact they had. Maybe five cars because, like, grandma and grandpa came in separate cars and stuff like that. And that's when you look up and there's nowhere to park. It's amazing. Right. Hey, let me ask you a question. Are they, are they still pulling up to the field? Uh, not necessarily. On the right-hand side. So what I'm saying, Derek, is we need more abandoned children, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe more abandoned children will be, uh, at least for soccer, on Saturday mornings, you know. Can we limit the – the cars were parked almost to the highway. Wow. That's how far out. They, they parked. I'm telling you, man, it was unbelievable. So parking and improving that, that'd be awesome. Paving it, that'd be awesome. But when seven, when one child playing seven-year-old soccer leads to five cars coming to the soccer complex, yeah. I don't think there's anything you guys can do. Yeah, it's I unbelievable. Just, I mean, they, I think you know, they have studies by you know, the number of players, the number of people, so you're going to need this many parking spots, but it sounds like that's not going to matter. I think the paving would help for striping, course, obviously. Yeah. It'd show you designated spots, and that's what they're going to end up getting to, which I really do appreciate. But then, uh, but yeah, if you're having four cars per family sure. that there's nothing that can help with that and i know we're taking up a few minutes but again shout out to the parks department wonderful time the fields are in great shape really really a good time are they utilizing the fields on the back side or the back end because another thing is as soon as you come into the complex that's where everybody's playing they, you know, there's that, the large one that has the lights, yeah, so it's sure. the large comp. And then there's, there's some on the south end. There are two designated fields. Now, whether they're being used or not, I'm not sure. They could be. Problem is, is that obviously there's no lights down there. Plus, it's you know it's the furthest away. They used to have them in age groups, where that was like the U. I guess the U6 would play way on the south end, and then you kind of move up in age group. And of course, the fields just to the left pulling in are usually for the. I would say what it had to be at U12 or older, right? Um, because they're, they're actually full size fields, and they can't divide those up obviously into smaller fields. And maybe they just like doing that better. Maybe staying off those southern fields. Um, but uh, you know, I think they would help maybe push some cars down there. Or again, at least when people are driving in, they're not 
being blocked by people walking to and from across the road. Just a thought. I mean, it seems like every game is right there as soon as you walk in. So that's why people are parking almost to the road, almost to the street. But Derek, something I did notice right on the other side of the uh, the railroad tracks there at the soccer complex is new construction. And if you're thinking about a new home in DeSoto County, anywhere in DeSoto County, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you need to reach out to our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County, Brian and Terry with Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Brian and Terry possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. They were recently voted DeSoto's best realtor for the fourth time. They're currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. Tell them your address. They'll tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, how long houses are staying on the market, how long until houses are closing, Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that a 2022 real estate team needs to be successful. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD. You can also do a full home search anywhere in the Mid-South at teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. Do not go into this real estate market alone. Use a realtor. Brian and Terry are the best around. Give them a call today, 662-449-1700. Derek, a few times over the weekend, had the uh, smell of barbecue in the air on the back porch, on the back area there in our neighborhood where you and I live. It is getting closer and closer to time to start getting out in the backyard, start getting on the back porch, and start doing more barbecuing. And if you're ready to take your barbecue experience to the next level, you need to stop by the number one barbecue store in DeSoto County, the How to Barbecue Right Shop, our 2022 studio sponsor. How to Barbecue Right Shop, located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. This store has everything a person needs for crawfish, barbecue, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the nicest, cool, high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm Shop is your place. Find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. Give him a call locally at 912-9947. That's 912-9947. Visit his website, howtobbqright.com. But the best experience is to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop located at 496 Whitfield Drive. Just another reminder of their big first anniversary event, March 19th. That's going to be next Saturday, 10 a.m. until 2 o'clock. They will be doing live demos with Boyle Boss, Traeger, and other grill companies. They'll have prizes, giveaways, and the grills will be fired up all day long cooking some of the best food you're going to find that day. And for the kids, there will be free hot dogs. Again, that's next Saturday, 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. for the How to Barbecue Right Shop's first anniversary event. Well, as we do to start uh, all of our Tuesday shows, again, we're recording this on Monday, but this is definitely our Tuesday show. Uh, we're going to start with our words from the weekend, Derek. We mentioned a little bit about some stuff. I had the opportunity to uh, go with you to a uh, soccer, a high school soccer match on Saturday. Had a really nice time there. Uh, but tell me your word from the weekend. My word for the weekend is springtime. Okay, uh, springtime. Springtime. I think we had our first taste of spring, at least our first taste of spring during the weekend. Yes. Uh, we had. We did have some beautiful days, I think, last week, maybe a couple of weeks ago that were during the week, but it seems like every weekend has been rainy or cold. 
Uh, and But this weekend, we had 70s, maybe even right at 80. Uh, we had sunny weather. Even on Sunday, they had predicted rain, but it did not rain, really, uh, until late overnight. Uh, so just two great days. Windy, but uh, absolutely beautiful days. And because of that, I think a lot of people got outside, started to kind of get their yards prepared uh, for, I guess, the end of this month or next month when they start planting things. I think a lot of, you know, for, I mean, I guess, from, you know, as you said, for my uh, son, soccer started, which, again, soccer uh, in Tennessee uh, does start in the springtime. I said it's a springtime sport, so that kind of also goes along with that. And then just uh, the, the kind of the feel in the air. I mean, you saw people uh, convertibles riding around. You saw people taking you know, their, the Jeep tops off. You saw uh, people kind of just really getting out saying, okay, this is it. I know we were sitting in Sunday school class, and everybody was talking about how wonderful it was, how great it felt outside. And I think uh, we had one of our sponsors, wonderful Dr. Uh, Bryant Trotter, reminded everyone that the low Friday night is 26 degrees. And so uh, he was immediately kicked out of class. Uh, we <laughs> Dr. Trotter was actually part of the praise band on Sunday morning. Uh, great job. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate yeah, good that. job. But uh, also a buzzkill for the Sunday school room when everybody was enjoying 75 degrees. And he said, well, it'll be 26. So we're not quite there yet. That is a reminder that we do have a couple of probably, you know, three, four weeks to go before we really break out of the, the, the winter doldrums and that sort of thing. But, but again, this past that, weekend, that's what you want from your dentist though. You want some honesty. Hey guys, don't honesty. forget about it. like, I know your teeth feel good right now, but look, you know, keep hitting the Skittles. Yeah. Uh, it's coming. Here's you know? some Halloween candy. Right. Go ahead you want your dentist to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, so springtime was my word for the weekend. Cause it really did feel like spring. It's just unfortunate. It didn't co- you know, carry over to today. Like I said earlier, I rode with you, uh, my son, Wilson, uh, we rode with you and Allie to watch Bo play before he uh, took his trip, which uh, we'll need a little bit more information about that here shortly. I'll ask you more about that. Uh, took a trip. So most of the kids out there had shorts on and had short sleeve shirts. So it's getting that time of year. I mean, March in the Mid-South, Derek, you never know if it's going to be 22 degrees or if it's going to be 82 degrees. So uh, you just got to kind of enjoy it uh, when you can. So springtime is yours, uh, your word from the weekend. You know, Derek, the other day we were talking about springtime, or at least I started looking for music for the show. There's songs for summer. Yeah, but there are no songs out there for spring. A lot, a lot of wintertime songs. There's winter songs, and you have Christmas music for that's yeah. that's built in for about six, eight weeks. Yeah. But then, man, when I, I started in our little database that we look for music and bumper music for the show, I typed in spring and springtime. So sadly, when you type in spring, it's just a spring sound like boing. <laughs> that's what. It, that's all it is. <laughs> I guess you're right. There's not no. A lot there's of no. I'm songs. telling you, I looked. I was like, man, there's nothing for spring. I mean, summer all day long. You could probably we could probably have a different summer song every episode coming up in the summer yeah. for bumper music or whatever but there's nothing tons of winter some fall springtime was nothing but anyway springtime is your word well Derek my word from the weekend is going to take a little bit of a different turn and uh, just don't get upset with me here on this I talked a little bit on Friday I, we talked about the State of the Union address we talked about uh, my frustration a bit with um, did I tune into the State of the Union or a did I tune into the state of the Ukraine uh, address? And so over the weekend, Derek, really paying attention and, and watching things closely and stuff, everyone that listens to this show has pieced together that I am the owner of mobile car and van rentals. Those vehicles have to run off gas. <laughs> Those vehicles have to be fueled. Most of the time they come back, well, you know, it goes out full, it comes back full, which is great. We really appreciate that, but that's not always the case. We had to fill up with a quarter tank of a pickup truck we have earlier today. And it was almost $40. Mm. And that's a quarter of a tank. Mm -hmm. And there's still no one talking about it the way it needs to be talked about. All they're saying, look, our hearts break for those people. Our heart breaks for those things. But it's very convenient to show those things happen. And that's what we see on TV all the time. And that's what we see nonstop on, on TV. But there are people that cannot put gas in their car to go to work. They can't afford it. They can't make it happen. And they have to have fuel to go to work to put money 
to put food on the table. I'm sorry, I'm just so distracted because I'm really, really frustrated with this. And that is my word for the weekend is distraction. I'm frustrated because the people who run our country, and I'm talking about both parties, are completely 100% distracting us each and every day versus what is going on. And it should not be like this. And I'm pissed. Well, I think it's uh, something that it's going to it's going to get worse. Uh, I think Sadly, the, you're correct. Yeah, I think the new uh, average is now. This is the average is actually over four dollars a gallon, yep. not just in California, where it's you know five or six dollars a gallon, but actually the the nationwide average just hit four dollars a gallon today, uh, and I think it's going to keep going up because especially they are talking about you know we talked about this last week cutting oil to Russia. Uh, we do get a little bit, and I want to do want to apologize. I was a little mistaken. We get three percent of the imported oil from Russia. Three percent of our imported. Now we do produce oil ourselves, but the ones that we actually bring in out of our country, three percent comes from Russia. They do. They are talking about completing that that three percent cutting it off. Of course, we've got to replace that from somewhere else. Uh, and it, or if we decide not to, that's just going to cost. You know, this, it, when when the supply goes down, uh, price goes up, and especially when there's high demand like there is, and so. That it's going to get worse before it gets better, and it that's affecting you. Like you said, it's filling up for a quarter of a tank. It affects everybody, um, but it's also going to affect uh, your grocery items. It's going to, I mean, it's going to cause inflation to get worse. And there is nobody talking about the cure right now. Everybody wants to limit Russia or ban Russia from, and I understand that. But in order to take that three percent away, it's going to hurt. And so I thought I read a, a good article, and there was, and then there was some talk about it. I believe it was on maybe CBS Sunday morning or something like that. But that you know the Russian people are used to hurting. They're used to suffering. They're used to being I mean, under the thumb and, and really not getting you know being able to, to do a lot or be able to you know have a lot of say in what goes on. You know, are we as Americans are we prepared to suffer the higher prices, the inflation in order to prove a point to Russia? And at what point does that break? Uh, again, it sounds like you're not at your breaking point, but you're upset about it. But what what point do uh, are all of us calling our congressmen or congresspeople and say, hey, look? This is good, but how far does it go? How high is it going to go? Because at some point, are we strong enough to be able to foot the higher cost for potentially the greater good? And it was a, a great discussion. I don't know the answer. I'm saying that was out there and that is being discussed as to, in other words, are Americans softer than Russians uh, when it comes to economy and, and uh, you know that sort of thing? Uh, let me, can, may I answer that yeah. question? Did you just ask if Americans are softer just, than Russians? That was the question they were discussing. Uh, I, I, I'm going to raise my hand. Uh, yes, absolutely, 100%. 100%. It doesn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. It does not have to be this way. Um, Derek, when you are threatened or being threatened or whatever, uh, if again, I said it on our Friday show, and I'm sorry to, we're, you know, we typically don't talk a lot of national stuff, but you can hear it in my voice. I'm frustrated because Vladimir Putin cares less about the Russian people than we do. Okay. He's a former KGB guy. Vladimir Putin has physically killed people and doesn't even bat an eye. If you think he cares about the Ukraine and Russia and even way down the totem pole about the uh, state of the United States. Well, I know know he doesn't care about us, but it's more like, you know, the Russians are are used to this. They they, they struggle. Yeah, they're they're used to struggling. And we are not, I mean, as a country, as a whole, and there are obviously Americans that struggle every day, but as a country, as a whole, we're not used to struggling. And so are we prepared to suffer a little bit in order to allow sanctions to work and that sort of thing or are we just at some point saying you know what we don't care about that we've got to have two dollar oil or two dollar gas excuse me and so that's a that's going on right now and we're going to see how it works out and um you know how is that going to be replaced if we decide or the sanctions get worse or 
if we are dragged into the physical war. Now, we're already doing a cyber war. We're already supplying stuff, but we're actually drawn into the physical war. Right. So and we'll, we'll move on from this. I appreciate you letting me you know, talk for a second. Newsflash to the people that are listening. In case you didn't know this, the people that are running things in Washington, D.C. and making those decisions and so forth, they have not swiped their debit card dealing with their money in a long time. Nancy Pelosi, uh, let's see, Mitch McConnell, Republicans, Democrats, everybody on both sides, when they go to put uh, Ted Cruz, when they go to put their uh, debit card, it's coming out of our pocket. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't feel that and you don't, you're not affected by that, you can say what you want to, but at a certain point, man, people got to start fighting for us and it's getting ridiculous. And yeah, I am upset because gas is going to be $5 a gallon and people will be calling my company and they will be saying, we're not going to take that trip to Disney world because we can't afford it. I think there'll be that, that's I mean, coming. Obviously, <laughs> church youth groups are going to say we can't take this church youth group because it costs one hundred and fifteen dollars to fill up that van. So we're just not going to go. Yeah, and I mean, that affects me, and and it affects all of us. And and at a certain point, you have to threaten and not. If we threaten to turn on our oil, it would affect the market. But oh, we're not yeah. even threatening. We're not no. even addressing. We're not even taking it serious. We're sitting there waving a flag and wearing a little pin versus doing something. And that it's just it sucks, man. Well, look, let's move on to more positive things. I'm so sorry, Derek. I appreciate you giving me five minutes to uh, uh, be distracting. I'll just say that. Be distracting from our usual show. Uh, Hernando, new voting. If you voted at Longview, check your mailbox. If you used to vote at Longview Point, check your mailbox because uh, Longview Point has said uh, uh, no longer no longer going to be our, a voting place. So what you got? If you vote in the Colonial Hills Precinct or the new Hernando Hills Elementary Schools precinct the Soto county government wants you to be watching your mail for the new voter registration cards now these will be the area that used to vote at longview is now being split up again between colonial hills and hernando hills so if you're in that area if you have voted at the longview church before right there at the corner of mackinville bahelia uh be looking in your mail uh, i received mine on friday so where, where do we vote out. are we the same where uh, do we we're, we're going to be at uh, uh hernando hills that'll okay. be where we vote from now on so the cards are being mailed for the precinct 505 which is hernando east and the newly formed Precinct 510, which is now us, Hernando Hills Elementary. Once the new cards are received, the voters are asked to destroy your old ones. Uh, the DeSoto County Election Commission recently notified the Board of Supervisors, of course, that Longview won't do it anymore. And the Longview Precinct was the largest in the county, not just in Hernando, the largest in the county with approximately 5,400 active voters. So it's now, again, you're either going to be voting at Colonial Hills on Monteith Avenue or at the Hernando Hills Elementary School at Mackinville. If you have not received your registration card, I would say by the end of this week. So if you don't not receive your registration card by this Friday or Saturday, please call the circuit clerk's office at 662-469-8365 or go to their office, which is located at the DeSoto County Courthouse, 2535 Highway 51 South, Room 200. So again, if you don't have your card by the end of this week, you may want to give them a call or go by them and see them to make sure to see why you have not received your card. That's Precinct 505 and the newly formed 510. That's correct. Which makes me think how awesome a song 8675309 was. <laughs> That's what it makes you think about. <laughs> yes. What an awesome song that is. I, I, I was down in the dumps a second ago, but now it's in my brain. And the song 8675309 is an absolute jam. It is a I'm jam. It, it is, is a jam. Uh, I mean, it is. A, it it's about, has nothing to do with voting. has nothing to do with voting. I mean, it's about a, a, a number found on the bathroom stall. But yes, that is um, that is correct. Uh, yeah, Derek. Uh, for, a good, for a good time <laughs> for call. For a good time call. I mean, come on now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I'm glad. I'm Let me ask you a quick question. Let me move on. Have you ever written on a bathroom wall? Ooh. It's a very good I, I don't think. No, I've never. I have. If I remember correctly, I think I have scratched out or scratched through. Okay. Um, but I have never actually no written. Were you anything. Were you defending someone's honor or something, or did you recognize? Did you uh, recognize the number? <laughs> no, I think. I mean, to be honest, or you were being selfish. You were being selfish and did not want anybody else to call for a good time. <laughs> no, that was. Hey, it's not that. <laughs> um, I think it was pretty much. I think like it was uh you know probably of uh, some less than choice words on, oh, the, on the thing, I gotcha. and it's just like somebody had already started the process, right. and I just you know I just kind of like just carved into right. it. Well, you whatever. tell me yeah. about that at the uh, in the at the North Point Gym. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I saw at North Point Gym. <laughs> Shout out to North Point real quick before we move on, Derek. Tell us your your wife and son. Uh, are doing something special this week. Tell us what they're doing. They are, and I, uh, they have got left to Jamaica. They're on a mission trip to Jamaica. They are uh, full in yesterday on Sunday. Yeah. Got there. It was a long day for them. They left at uh, four a.m. Well, had to be at the airport at four a.m. They did not get check in until six p.m. Uh, at the hotel uh, outside of Ocho Rios, uh, but they will be staying in a hotel, not actually in the town of Ocho Rios. I think it's called Saint Anne, uh, and so so they'll be staying there, and they'll be traveling into the mountains or the the hill regions of Jamaica. And they're actually going to be building houses uh, for um, residences there. So they're going to be spending all week. I think four days they build houses, uh, and also like teach Bible uh, vacation Bible school to the children, or maybe half and half, and then they get one day. Uh, of leisure uh, at the, I guess, the beach area around Ocho Rios. Uh, and then they do one more day, they do something else, and then they'll come back next Sunday at 9.30 p.m. is when their flight lands. Wow, so yeah. it's a... Well, good. Uh, you know, Lisa and Bo, uh, shout out if they're listening to uh, something, if they're listening to UTW Podcast in Jamaica, shout out to all those kids um, for going and, and making a difference. Uh, great job by them. Derek, speaking of uh, classwork, speaking of uh, classroom stuff, tell us about the CRT bill, which we've talked about for weeks, feels like months now. Tell us about the CRT bill in the state of Mississippi that has officially passed Go. All right. So it has passed both houses. So the five Republican members of the House representing DeSoto County supported the bill that passed 76 to 43. Are the lone Democrat uh, in the county, State Representative Hester Jackson McCray of, of Horn Lake, voted against it. And when the vote finally came, the African-American contingent did leave the House for the final vote, uh, left the chamber before the vote. So, uh, unfortunately, that 76 to 43 passed without them there. Supporters of the bill said it uh, meant to keep the Real quick question. I'm sorry to jump in. 76 43, and they did not cast a vote, or they left after voting? They left, uh, let's see, before the vote. They left before the vote. Before the vote. So, I think it was 18 of them maybe left before the vote. Um, And so, that didn't would have made the difference based on, you know, I mean, it is a simple majority. Uh, And so, it would not have made a difference for the passing. I think they were just standing up for their right to be able to, I guess, protest what was about to happen. Uh, Supporters of the bill, again, say it is meant to keep students from being taught curriculum that teaches that any sex, race, ethnicity, religion, or national origin is inherently superior or inferior. Now, if you read it, I did read it, Matt. It's three pages long. Uh, I read the, the you did uh, read it. I okay. read the bill itself. It's three pages long. And this is uh, something that's also brought up, I believe, in one of the news sites has this, uh, makes this point also. The word critical race theory is not in the bill okay. at all. Uh, it is called the critical race theory bill. The only time you see the word critical race theory is at the bottom of the last page underneath the footnote at the bottom. It okay. says critical race theory colon prohibition or prohibited. So they've been saying it the whole time. It was on the, the board when there were seven hours of discussion. They it had seven the hours. It said CRT. That's what they were discussing. But the bill itself never says critical race theory. 
So opponents feel it could lead to censorship of instructors and pointed out that there's no place in the bill, as I said, that says that. And although the description of the bill on the floor said critical race theory, prohibit. In reading the bill, it's never used. Uh, and so there's a lot of debate about if the bill really does anything, if it doesn't address the topic by the name. So there was, again, wow. seven hours of discussion. They did end up passing it. Of course, the Senate had already passed it, and it is now going to the governor's desk. Now, again, we know the three things he can do. He can sign it, he can veto it, or he can let it sit there for five days and automatically becomes law. Uh, they've already talked about discussions of challenging it immediately because of the fact it doesn't say it. And I, I think that a, a lot of the issue is is that what critical race theory is, and, and I want to read this to everybody. We've talked about this before, and I'm not going to go ad nauseum again. However, this is what the Webster's Dictionary definition of CRT is, a group of concepts such as the idea that race is a sociological rather than biological designation and that racism pervades society and is fostered and perpetuated by the legal system used for examining the relationship between race and the laws and legal institutions of a country and especially the United States. Now, again, the especially United States, of course, there's I mean, you could have race has been an issue for thousands of years, um, but that is what it is. So it's a, a group of concepts that says that basically race is a sociological rather than a biological destination. In other words, yes, we are born different colors, but is the is a different color an actual race, or is race a concept made up by society to say that yes, this color is preferred over this color, and that is what critical race theory is, and then how those effects have uh, gone throughout history in. I guess the majority dealing with the legal system, how that has been used over the years in the legal system to hurt one race again, whether that's biological or sociological, uh, against you know to make one I guess hurt one more than another. That's what CRT is. So that is never meant. This the definitions never put in there. This never discussed. So as we mentioned on our on our show last time we talked about this. So if a teacher teaches that that the slaves were seen as three fifths of a human. Which is re- which is a fact. Which That's is a how fact. it was taught. That's yeah. how it was taught. That's what the the, <laughs> the national yeah, laws we're not of our saying country. It's a fact. We're saying that it was being taught. Yeah, and fact. the national laws of our country stated them Correct. as three yes. fifths of yes. a human. That's how they got to vote because they were three fifths of a human. Correct. Um, is that if somebody says that and teaches that in a classroom, are they in trouble because right. they are? That is an inferior. By the letter person. of the law. There, right. Yeah. So anyway, that is nobody knows. Uh, they and it's because it's so vague because it never actually speaks to the word or the three words themselves or the definition of those three words. What does this really say? So I think that that's going to be challenged. I don't think he's going to veto it. Uh, he may let it pass or may, he may be signing it right now where we're, where we're talking. Um, but it's just, uh, it's very interesting and we'll see exactly what this looks like once it hit the books and uh, we'll go from there. Is it almost like the word CRT or critical race theory uh, is almost kind of a little bit of a gotcha word or a clickbait? Because you just said to me a three-page bill that discusses critical race theory, which will be on every news station and so forth as soon as it gets uh, put in place, um, it'll get clicked on. It'll get clicked it, on. But CRT or critical race theory is actually at the bottom, kind of footnote, uh, whatever. I mean, it's not. It's it's literally says critical race theory <laughs> prohibit under the thing. There's it is a it is a hot topic. It is a uh, clickbait button. Yeah. It is something that people you know are, are adamant that they don't. And again, I think a lot of it comes from the fears that their children will be taught one way or another that whether they 
you know, that you're a good or bad based on your color of race. And I think that's what the main fear is. And I know that's dumbing it down a lot, but that's the main fear. Of course. And if that's the main fear, then I think you could still teach, you know, we could say, look, these children, you know, at 10 years old have not done anything to either be talked down to or to think that they are better than anybody. And I don't think that they on their own would come up with that. So if they are, they're not the problem. The problem is, you know, people, uh, our generation, older generations, they're the ones that are currently the problem as to maybe have an inherent racism or, or feel that they're inherent victims of that racism. And so it's very, very tough. So I don't think we should be teaching our children. I absolutely agree. We should not be saying you're better or worse than somebody else. But I do think that history needs to be taught uh, the way we learned it, uh, and maybe even further, uh, as to that these things actually happened, does not mean that people today are bad. It does not mean that your child will do the same thing. Uh, it does not mean that, but they were, you know, there were bad things that happened. And so to, to not discuss that in some form or fashion, I really think is a, a way of just, I think it makes people more ignorant. I, I really do. I mean, you, you need to be able to know your history. So first of all, it doesn't repeat itself, but also to have intelligent conversations. And I think that we would rather have, maybe have it in your households or have it with teachers. And I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I don't want somebody ranting and railing about whatever, but I mean, there needs to be some type of, of, of construction around that. But Matt, we, we've got to be able to, hey, this happened and it was bad and ugly, but we're better now. And look, you know, and, and I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It's just that it, it's such a, I, I think a lot of people say these words and pass these bills. Uh, Derek, I, again, you and I, I'll be the first to say we did not start the UTW podcast to make enemies. You and I talk about that a lot off air. Uh, but that's a very, well, what you said is both whites and blacks in the state of Mississippi do different things. Bill wise, a lot of the, like you said, it felt good for those. I don't know how many there were, however many of those representatives to walk out of there. Okay. But we never have any honest conversations. Well, we think, never well, talk and right. have honest conversation where, Hey, we're not getting up. It's we're actually, it's a matter of saying, Hey, um, what I just, I almost said it. We're not getting up from this table until we understand each other. No, let's have conversations where we mold and we shape and our, and our thoughts on how we do things. I'm real big on this. Uh, you know, I'm one of those people that uh, if you do right by me, no matter what color you are, we're going to be okay. And if that person, white, black, purple, what it doesn't matter, do wrong by me, then we have an issue. Then I, I've, I have an opinion of how you affected and treated me. And so many, it just, good point on what you said. It, it, people feel good like they actually did something versus having a quality, good conversation about race. And guess what? It's a lot easier to do than you, than, than, than you think it is. Yeah, and, and, and also, there are, I mean, let's be honest, there are inherent laws that were racist. No we, doubt. And so, those still permeate today. Some of them, obviously, well, I'm going to say some, maybe, hopefully most of them have been repealed. We've talked about redlining on here before. We've talked about the fact that it still says in deeds of trust that African Americans cannot hold property uh, in, in, in uh, deeds of trust in Mississippi. So those obviously were racist uh, laws that have passed and it has gotten better and it should continue to get better. But I mean, I guess the thing is, is that that still permeates. And so having those discussions is a, it's not a bad thing. Now, you should not have anybody ranting one way saying that somebody's good, somebody's bad. Yes, absolutely. And that's what this language says. So yeah. I'm not saying the language in this bill is well, not I think right. it's mainly about, no, you, you shouldn't have someone teaching the younger generation that by their skin color, 
they are more than or less than. That's what this is talking that, that's about. What that's what this so, is talking the, about. So that bill did that. It did say right. that. What it does not address is what actually – people keep saying critical race theory, critical race theory. It did not discuss critical race theory, which is completely separate from what they did say, whereas you, know, you cannot say that somebody's better or worse than somebody because of their color, their skin, religion, etc. CRT and the attack of it has, uh, in the last year, the aggressiveness over the last 18 months, has seems to be like, hey, we want to keep this out of our schools. It seems to be coming from the Caucasian group. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. Can, the only way for us to get better from a race, or in, in this country, race, is to discuss and talk about and have honest conversations about how whites might feel about blacks and blacks may feel about whites. Mm-hmm. You and I live close to Memphis. Mm-hmm. I own a school bus company where 98% of the people that work for my school bus company do not look like me. Mm-hmm. The people I deal with the most at the school bus company, we can have honest, quality, good conversations about race and have relationships with them that I will hopefully have for years to come. And until we can discuss and talk about that and not be ready to fight or ready, to, uh, you know, you know, trying to get somewhere in anger. We're not made the same. We, we don't have the same life experiences and so forth. But again, until we can have that honest conversation about what multiple races feel about other races, like whites towards African-Americans or whites towards blacks is not the only racism that exists. Right. And until we start to say that and admit that we will not get anywhere with this thing. And so we can pass all the laws we want to. That's right. Yeah, so. There's only one. There's only one current. This is the most political we've ever gone on this show. Not, this isn't even it's, politics. It's not, it's not it's, politics. It's, it's, it's no. And and the there's only one course or one class in the entire state of Mississippi that teaches critical race theory. It's at Ole Miss, right. and that class is now in danger, or is it, based on what this bill has passed? And so they asked the um, the speaker about it. They said, "Hey, look, what about this class? We know this class is going on. Uh, it is discussing this. It is discussing how does a race enter the legal system, and, and what does it look like, and what has been done in the past to hamper, you know, people that are of African American descent, and the, you know, all this kind of stuff." And if that doesn't, it's not specifically addressed in this bill, as we said. But the 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 the, the speaker's answer was. Ole Miss wanted to decide <laughs> okay. whether they go forward with that class or not. So that it doesn't help. I mean, it's just – anyway, that, again, it, it is on the, the – again, every, every bill that is a large bill that, you know, that will affect a lot of people, uh, we will make sure we announce this. And so this, this is the bill that passed this past week that is now sitting on the governor's desk. This was fun, Derek. I'm glad we talked about it because it's real. I mean, it's a fact. Yep. I mean, it is. Right. I'm glad we talked about it. And, uh, you know, you can you're, you're, as you look at me right now, I am happy we talked about that, which means I am smiling. And that's a big thing. And if you want a good smile, not saying my smile is good, I'm just saying, but if you're looking to improve your smile, you definitely want to reach out to the official dentist of the UTW podcast. I speak, of course, about DeSoto Family Dental Care. They have been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant-supported dentures, and now Invisalign. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Give them a call today at 429-5239. That's 429-5239. Or visit their office today to see the DFDC difference. They are the official dentists of the UTW podcast. Please consider making them yours. 
Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Derek, one of our neighbors uh, needed a stump grinded, if that's how you say it, stump grinded, yes. Uh, Stop by, talk to him for a second, mention a couple things, sent a simple text message to this next gentleman, said, hey, do you have a stump grinder? He said, yeah, of course I do. And uh, Derek, he will be taking care of those stumps here recently. Very nice. And uh, I am speaking about Mr. Richard Williams with Williams Services, a longtime sponsor of the UTW Podcast. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, spring cleanups, stump grinding, no job too small, no job too large. Give Richard a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Let him come out, take a look at the project, take a look at the needs, and he will tell you if he can do it. And if he can't, he'll help you find someone who can. Richard is a great guy. He is the kind of guy that you want to welcome onto your property to help you with any project you need. Again, give him a call, 662-292-8855, Williams Lawn Services. Well, Derek, as I was sitting here and you were reading the uh, ad there for uh, Green King, I thought to myself, we've probably done over 60, 60 to 70 Tuesday shows uh, in our conversation about CRT just a second ago. Um, a lot of facts of the week consist of something that happened in the 1800s, the 1900s, uh, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, and we are not the same community. We're not the same country. We're not the same town that we, are, we, we were in a lot of those facts of the week. And that is called evolving and becoming better and becoming a better uh, you know, community. And that's exactly uh, what I was just talking about moments ago when we, we listen to each other, we learn from each other, and we just try and make the world a better place. And that's what I was talking about. But speaking of making the world a better place, I mean, the DeSoto County Museum, one of the nicest local museums you're ever going to find right across the street from Bancorp South on Commerce Street has provided us with another wonderful DeSoto County Fact of the Week. Give it to us. Matt, today we're going to talk about Hernando's official birthday. I like the, it. The city of Hernando. So it's not like Arbor Day. You know, we, like, we just, we just pick Arbor Arbor Day. We, we pick, like, you know, what's going to be. Wait, we, wait, 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 wait. We're going to miss out on a grant? Let me just. Oh, yeah, we got to pass that Arbor December Day December and then February. We're going to get. <laughs> We forgot last year, so I'm going to do it in December. Let's go ahead and get it over with early in, in 2022. Hey, don't forget, in order for us to apply for this grant, we have to uh, Arbor Day. And <laughs> <laughs> the mayor says, all right, Arbor Day's today. Gavel down. Everybody wins. No, our, birth, our birthday is the same day every year. Uh, it always comes around the same day. However, I doubt very many people know the official date. Now, hopefully I'm several, guessing. Hang oh, on, let me guess. October 3rd. That is not right. Uh, do you know the year? A lot of people should know the year because it's on the sign as you drive into town. 1894. I'll give you the year. The year is 1837. Okay. All right. So Hernando's official birthday. So we'll we'll kind of tell you how that got that. So the name of the city of Hernando, the DeSoto County seat, was actually proposed by a lawmaker from Warren County in 1837 following the decision to change the town's name from Jefferson. There were two Jeffersons in Mississippi at that time, thus the confusion. So Alexander G. McNutt 
the Mississippi attorney and legislator from Vicksburg, who also was the 12th governor of the state of Mississippi, suggested Hernando since the town was already located in a county named DeSoto. I like it. McNutt was a frequent visitor to DeSoto County and was well acquainted with our town. Thus, by act of the Mississippi legislature, our town became Hernando as the county seat of DeSoto on May 13th. 1837. May 13th, 1837. Hey, if that if that dude had called us McNutt, we'd have had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that would have sucked. <laughs> so, so May 13th, 1837, that is the official birthday and anniversary of the, of the city of Hernando. Interestingly, McNutt died in Hernando after losing out in a U.S. Senate race in 1848. So, I got a, this is a proposition here. So, the A Fair yeah. is always on the third Saturday in May. And it would be I, so. That's always about the twentieth, right? So it'd be cool to see if not only be the town spring festival, but the birthday party. Oh yeah, for the town each year. Oh, so I, I thought think, you. I thought you were about to say it was going to be the McNutt Fair. No, 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 no. Okay, no. okay, my I'm bad. I'm saying move Mr. it from McNutt. the third weekend to the to May th- whatever the weekend closest. Okay, yeah. Or the Saturday closest to May thirteenth every year. Uh, it'll move it to that weekend before, and then so you have an a fair slash yeah. birthday party for Official Hernando. Birthday. So that so that Saturday followed, and then of course usually that's probably going to be the second Saturday, right, or very yes. close to the yes. second Saturday. The next day is Mother's Day. Okay. So wow. you have a whole weekend of nothing but you know stuff for the city on Saturdays, on your mother on Sunday, and again. Our 200th birthday slash anniversary is 15 years away. Not far away. Not far away. So we're at 100, we're turning 185 this May. Right. Uh, with the with the name and the town of Hernando. So just a thought, maybe something to look at changing that to a, a a celebration for the city. I like it, man. I, I really like. I, that's a neat idea, Derek. So what we can do, actually, you and I have talked about this in, in nauseam. I mean, this, but follow me on this. We do the A Fair, we do the um, Mother's Day, and then we put the Christmas tree up. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's a no brainer. See, hey, we could have, there. You go. Our look, tree the tree's back up. It's down yeah. for about three months a year. Well, I mean, it's, you have to put it up when it's dry. Mm-hmm. You have to take it down. We obviously figured out it has to be dry to go back in the storage. Uh, that way, it's. St- I mean, it stayed up till Valentine's Day <laughs> this year. I mean, seriously. Uh, as soon as we so could have some dry, sto- dry, uh, you know, weather, we could make the lighting of the Christmas tree be at the birthday party with but, the cake and candles. But we have absolutely no. Uh, we have no abilities to change the lighting on the courthouse. Uh, that's obvious because we're just going to keep rocking that blue and the purple and so forth versus just white. You know, that may be something to look at. We need to look at how, what would the cost be? You and I are part of men's groups. We, you and I are part of uh, f- philanthropic uh, situations. Uh, that may be something to look at. How much does it cost to change the lights on the courthouse? Because I don't know if you knew this or not, they're up year round. Oh, no, they're always on. They're always on. <laughs> I mean, they're always and and on. again, I, I would, you know, if you want to have like a light show, like a you know, music where it does the whole, right. the bells, but sure. they, when they, they blink on and off, that'd be awesome. Different colors. But having them three different colors at the same time, just randomly throughout the year is, is something. It's something. Year round. Thank you, Rob Long of the Soda County Museum for giving us a wonderful fact of the week. Happy birthday to the city of Fernando coming up 185. Uh, you will be turning. And uh, let me just tell you, looking better than ever. Uh, absolutely looking better than ever. So good. yeah, 185 good. years, almost McNutt, Mississippi. <laughs> no, this close, this close to hey, the dude died here, man. This close to being McNutt, Mississippi. <laughs> uh, just by the skin of our teeth, we uh, avoided that. But uh, thank you again, Rob Long, DeSoto County Fact of the Week. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful thing, man. Asset right here, Tuesday through Saturday, nine to five. Again, Tuesday through Saturday, nine to five. Visit the DeSoto County Museum today. Speaking of something that's been around for quite a long time, Derek, Holland Insurance started in 1981, and they have been staffed with local industry experts that are eager to make a difference in every life they touch, whether it's health, life, 
property, casualty? Jerry Holland and Bruce Robinson with Holland Insurance are ready to take your call. Give them a call locally at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. As an independent insurance agent, they can work with some of the largest insurance companies in the world. Nationwide, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Humana, Progressive, Travelers, you name it, they can probably help you out with it. They can match you up with what company is best suited, best prices, best coverage. Give them a call today. Again, 662-895-5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance, for being our newest sponsor. The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. They encourage prospective families to come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. Interested families should contact the school today by calling Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. They invite you to get ready to make the switch and join the North Point family. Kind of like they had two commercials, there because we talked about their mission trip for North Point, and then you had the ad right there. So, uh, you know, good job. A uh, little, little double dip there by North Point. Yeah, yeah. We won't, we're not going to send you a bill. We're not going to send you a bill. <laughs> Just a little double dip there. Well, we that's going to make up, Matt, for our Friday that we're going to be off next week. That's right. Next Friday, just an announcement right there. Next Friday, I know a number of people probably just ran off the road when I'm uh, when you just said that. Probably just pulled off and cried a little bit. But next week's Friday show, we're going to cancel that because of spring break. We got to take a break. We need, uh, you know, our kids are, you know, I don't know about yours, Derek, but my kids are starting to say, hey, man, you're just not spending enough time with me and I'm not seeing <laughs> enough of you. So we're going to take a little bit of a break, uh, just one show off, but we'll be back on that following Tuesday. Uh, you know, spring break uh, coming up next week and most people, a lot of people are going to be traveling, going out of town and uh, def- Derek and I are definitely going to be doing that as well. And speaking of traveling and going out of town, if you are looking to travel this summer, Please, now's the time to call Mobile Car and Van Rental. I got to be honest with you, we don't have any electric vehicles, uh, so we're going to have to pay gas this summer. Uh, we're not going to have any electric vehicles by summer, but uh, we do have a couple of hybrids, and that might help a little bit, uh, you know, maybe with some of the smaller cars that we have. Give us a call, 662-469-4555. We are the only car rental place in Hernando. We are growing bought another new car today and it was written within hours so we're really really appreciative of hernando and supporting mobile car and van rental a lady walked into the office this morning and said i learned about mobile car and van rental on the utw podcast and she booked a van for the summer so we definitely i uh, dare we appreciate you i'll just say that i'm not saying myself but we appreciate you thank you uh, for sure mobile car and van rental 662-469-4555 Derek, as I mentioned on er, earlier on our show, I went to a soccer game for North Point. So North Point boys have started soccer. Not quite ready to talk about their soccer season yet or update you, but we'll start to piece that a little bit together. But we're starting to turn the page when it comes to softball and baseball for the schools we cover. Baseball for North Point and softball for North Point does not start until next Monday. So no coverage on softball and baseball for North Point just yet. However, the teams that we cover, Lewisburg and Hernando, they've been busy. Tell us about it. I'll start with softball. The Lewisburg softball, the Lady Patriots were busy and played three games since our last show. Their first game was a district game against Center Hill, who they took care of easily defeating them 10 to nothing. Emma Abrams and Aaliyah Walker combined for a one-hit shutout, and Alyssa Harville had a home run. For the next two games, they traveled down to the Jackson area to take on Madison Central and Northwest Rankin. Against the Lady Jaguars first, the Lady Patriots put another team away 10 to nothing. 
Casey Raggett, Kaylee Reed combined for the shutout, and Jalen Taylor went two for four with a triple and three RBIs. And for the final and third game of the weekend, this one was not another cakewalk. Lewisburg needed nine innings with Emma Abrams going all nine in the circle to defeat Northwest Rankin four to three. Jalen Taylor once again led the Lady Pats at the plate. They keep their undefeated record of 7-0 going and will play a district game against Olive Branch Tuesday night. So they're already starting district. They already have, they already played Center Hill, and they, they're playing Olive Branch uh, tonight or Tuesday night, I guess, tonight when you listen to the show. Very interesting. Next, Hernando softball. The Lady Tigers had one game. They hosted Brandon High School on Friday night, and unfortunately the result was a 6-2 loss for the Lady Tigers. Don't really have any stats there. I mean, uh, Coach Witten is a, uh, let's just say, a lady of few words when it comes to that. So, uh, and definitely not going to get a lot of stats from her on a losing. Yeah, effort, 6 2 you know. loss probably, I'm, I'm sure she had a lot to say, right. but probably didn't want to have that on the air. That's correct. Uh, I know they, 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 I think since our show, Derek, we recorded our show last, they played in Marion, Arkansas and did win that game. Oh, there we go. Good, good, good. So, one and one since our last show. Go, right. Lady Tigers. Next, Lewisbury baseball. So we're now switching to baseball. The Patriots had two games since our last show. The first was the home opener versus Kirk Academy out of Grenada. Lewisbury gets two runs in the first and adds another in the second to take a 3-0 lead. Kirk then scored four in the third to take a 4-3 lead before Lewisburg answers back to go up 6-4. They increase the score to 9-4 in the bottom of the fourth and then put it away with four more in the sixth to win 13-4. The next day, they traveled to Horn Lake to take on the Horn Lake Eagles. Lewisburg jumped out with two runs again in the first, with Jacob Hill and Cade Greer coming around to score. They had two more in the second off of a sack fly by Grant Terry and Cooper Bennett scoring on a wild pitch. They had three more in the fourth before Horn Lake finally pushes a run across and enter the fifth with a 7-1 lead. That quickly became 11-1 in the fifth, but Horn Lake avoids the mercy rule by scoring two runs in the bottom of the fifth However, the very next inning, the Patriots hang a five spot and put the Eagles away 16-3. to They improved to 5-1 on the year, and their next game will be Tuesday night, tonight, versus Hernando at Hernando, so it should be a great game. Absolutely. Get out there and watch that game tonight. Uh, you know, Weather permitting, I think we're supposed to have some rain come through, but weather permitting, should be that. that's going to be a big crowd. A huge crowd. Big crowd, big rivalry right there. I'm, I'm just guessing, Derek, if you're the Lewisburg coach, you really wish that Horn Lake coach would say, hey, we're going to come play y'all at y'all's field. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen the Horn Lake baseball field, but I can almost guarantee you it's not quite as nice as the one in Lewisburg. So, hey, you know, good run by those guys, and, man, I can't wait for that game tonight for sure. And speaking of the Hernando Tigers, uh, they won decisively over Center Hill 9-1 to on Friday night. Thomas Mitchell pitched Hernando Tigers to, a, to the victory. The right-hander lasted five innings, allowing two hits and one run, while striking out nine and walking one. Preston Johnson threw two innings in the relief out of the bullpen. Hernando Tigers saw the ball racking up ten hits in the game. That included two each by Topher Jones and Brody Martin. And as mentioned, their next game will be tonight when they host Lewisburg. You're going to be listening to this show. Hopefully a lot of people will listen to the show uh, not long after it comes out. So get out tonight to the Hernando baseball field. Uh, again, Lewisburg and Hernando, that will be a big, big crowd. So I'm going to try and get out there, at the, you know, again, weather permitting for that game. So we look forward to covering that. Uh, congratulations to all the young people that continue to uh, play sports, that continue to do, uh, whether it be 
baseball, softball, uh, just wrapped up basketball. We've got band competitions. I mean, you know, young people uh, enjoy every second of, of, of that. Enjoy every second of it. We really, really appreciate it. If you enjoy our show and what we do on the UTW podcast, which is, uh, I will say this is probably the most national stuff we've ever discussed. Yeah. And that was me. That was me. I, I took us down that road. Uh, but Derek, uh, what, what I was mentioning when we were talking about the CRT stuff is uh, you and I can have a quality, honest conversation. Um, we wanted to have a podcast where it was almost like you and I, which we talk quite a bit off air, um, and we have some great conversations. We uh, we really do. We talk about a number of different things, and we wanted to put that and, and those um, things out there to the public to, to hear and so forth. So I, I will say that, and I'll, I'll give a quick compliment. When people say, well, kind of, well, why do we do this podcast and stuff? Uh, Derek, I had two people at our Mardi Gras ball walk right up to me and say, I'm sorry to hear about your uncle. And oh, the only yeah. way they knew wow. about that was wow. through this podcast. Yeah. And I think that was really neat. That's really and, nice and I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's the kind of stuff that I really appreciate and make this show uh, hopefully enjoyable for others. Well, look, if you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you are a coach or a fan of a local team that we cover, when you put something on Twitter, please put on there at UTW Pod so Derek can see that, maybe with stats or whatever, at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, please share it. Share it on Facebook, share it with friends and family, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, somewhere on there when you listen to our show, it has a button that you can share. Send it to your friends. If you hear uh, us say a name of one of the players, a friend of yours, whatever it is, share it with that mom or dad. Share it with that aunt or uncle or grandmother. Um, that's one of the things that we like to do is to say those young people's name while they uh, hit a home run or hit a double or pitch the game. Uh, that's how we're going to continue to uh, praise those young people. So we really appreciate it. Wherever you do listen to our show, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, please give us a five-star review and help us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, definitely want to find OB Pod. Uh, I guess Zach's going solo over there nowadays. He is. Nowadays, yeah, Zach's going solo over there. OB Pod simply stands for Olive Branch. They cover the eastern side of DeSoto County, Center Hill, Lewisburg, and Olive Branch Athletics as well. OB Pod. Well, Derek, enjoy your uh, single dad because you do still have a 15-year-old daughter who will barely talk to you all week long. <laughs> Go ahead and get ready for that. She's heading up to her room. She's filming TikToks. I'm sorry, my friend. You're about to – yeah, you might as well uh, eat the food you want, which she might not enjoy, um, and then, you know, watch what you want or whatever. Because I, I, did, I did let her – she went to the grocery store with me. There you so go. She did okay. pick out the meals. She picked out every meal we're having this week. We're going to the Grizzlies game uh, Tuesday night. There you go. Uh, so we're doing that. And uh, also, she is my workout buddy this week. Man, so, that sounds uh, fun. So well, I will see her something. Now, again, I'm not saying from after supper sure. until bedtime. I, yes. No, she's, it's a ghost town. No, you're, 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 a 15, you're a dad of a 15-year-old girl, which means you are – at this particular time, the dumbest. Uh, human oh, yeah, owner. I'm sure I am. So, no yes. doubt. Well, good luck. Update us on Friday of how that's going. Uh, well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. <laughs>